turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Now, twice so far, uh, we've identified the Samaritans. They were half-Jews at best, a uh, little like the Palestinians are considered to this day and age, even a little more removed than the, you know, the Palestinians are. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. That's the only time you see the word stranger used in Scripture, uh, at least in the New Testament here. Stranger means non-Jew. If you go back to the root word of it, it means non-Jew, and it has to do with the color of your skin. And so, uh, non-Jew, and he said unto them, Arise, he said to this stranger, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Now, first they were healed, then they were cleansed, and this man was made whole. He was completed in God's eyes. He was fulfilled in God's eyes. He was redeemed in God's eyes. He was healed in God's eyes. He was blessed in God's eyes. He was cured in God's eyes. He was complete again in God's eyes. And it came to pass that he went through Samaria. You know the story, ten leopards. They came, only one came back. And he entered into the city. We first see praise being demonstrated in verse 12. Even the heathen can praise God at times. They hailed God and they praised him. They lifted up their voices and they said, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, I'm in verse 14, he said unto them, go show yourselves to the priest. We see praise and obedience practiced by the ten men. And all ten were healed. But one, he was cleansed, one took action and results upon the praise. and the and We have praise, obedience, action, and results. And the result was unanimous for all of them. They were all healed. But only one of them was made whole. They all went back to their homes eventually. And uh, their home at that time would have been the leopard's village, but that uh, they must have went back to their original home. One leper who was a Samaritan, he uh, turned back. He fell down and he gave thanks. He turned back. There's that word, turn back, change mind, repent, whatever you want to say. He came to terms with the direction he was headed. He turned back. He didn't continue on as the others and at best paid some kind of tribute to the priests of the day, he turned back and he turned his eyes upon who? He turned his eyes upon Jesus. He decided he wanted a personal relationship with him. He, did, he wanted more than just to see the man at the pulpit. He wanted, he wanted to shake his hand. He wanted to thank him. He wanted to have an intimate eye contact with that man that had healed him in gratitude and gratefulness. And then upon that, he expanded upon that, and he humbled himself. Doesn't it say there, and, and he turned back, and with a loud voice proclaimed God. 
I'm thinking of Romans chapter 10, verse 9, 11, and 12, be not ashamed of the gospel. And he answered and said, we're not ten cleansed. He fell down in verse 16, and he fell down on his face at his feet, that'd be Jesus' feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. He humbled himself. He turned with a loud voice. He glorified God. He fell down at his face, and he thanked him. Have you thanked God today for anything? Have you thanked God for anything this week? Have you thanked God for anything this month? This isn't a Thanksgiving message. It's a message to remind you that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and that you should be thankful for that. Look at what he's done for each one here today. We're living in the richest land in the world so far, and we're experiencing some of the most wonderful things mankind's ever experienced in science. You know, they told me when I was getting tested that if my tests were positive, that they'd take a sample of my blood and they'd start working with it and they'd try to get genetic samples of my ancestry and my daughter being one of them and they would make a serum that they have now to cure cancer with. It doesn't cure every cancer, that's for sure, but it would cure skin cancer. It would cure a couple of other types of cancer. They have a cure for that now. This is a surgeon telling me that and that I should that. Eventually, I might see that as, as if and as cancer would progress, skin cancer. But they have cures for that now. Isn't it a wonderful age we live in? How many people have thanked God for a cure for skin cancer? We put our trust in the wrong things. We survived the COVID testing of our society. Thank God we made it through it. Not, I don't thank science. I thank God. Science bumbled it up quite a bit. They're unraveling a whole lot more. I don't trust science. I trust my Savior, Jesus Christ. I came back and changed my mind about the direction I was traveling in my life, and I left the nine others, and I came back to Jesus Christ. Where are you in your travels through life? Are you afraid to leave the others? Are you afraid to be counted different? Are you afraid to be looked down upon as a Samaritan? Are you afraid to be challenged by your comrades and friends? Are you going to unite with the Savior? Are you going to look him in the eyes, put your hands together, and bow at his feet once in your life? Have an opportunity to talk to him and thank him? Thank him for the fishing boat. Thank him for the fishing trip. Thank him for the water. Thank him for the wonderful weather. Thank him. We have so much to be thankful for in this day and age and in our walk with Christ. We need to be conscious of that from time to time and just plain thank him for him and acknowledge him. These guys were going to have to go, the nine fellows were going to have to go to this priest and show up and say, hey, we were lepers. Oh, yeah? Well, what happened? Well, we've seen this guy, and he, he, he cleansed us. Oh, really? Who was he? Well, I don't know. He, he, they call him Jesus. Oh, how do you, how, what did you do to get cleansed? Oh, I just looked upon him and trusted him. 
Well, evidently you didn't trust them enough, or why are you coming to us? Where are you at in relationship to Christ? Where are you at with what you trust? Some people trust themselves. Some people trust in others. But safety is of the Lord. The Lord has a desire to all, whether you be a Samaritan, whether you be a man, whether you be a woman, whether you be a stranger, he wants you to have a relationship with him. And what does he do to consummate that relationship? He asks you to do something. At one time in your life, you have to make a decision whether you're going to trust Jesus Christ as your entryway to heaven. At one time in your life, you're going to have to make a decision whether you're going to be obedient to Scripture and, and go with baptism. At another time in your life, you're going to have to make a decision whether you want to continue on in your relationship with God or put him on a shelf, whether you want to spend 45 minutes a week with him or 45 days out of the month with him. 45 days out of the month. He'd like you to. He could get you to do that. God wants to work with you. God wants to bless you. God wants you to come back and say thank you. I use a favorite illustration. The man I'm talking about is known throughout the country as one of the best gamblers on the circuit. Been on TV. Used to borrow money from me all the time. Some of you know the story. Always paid me back. Always paid me back. But you know, we parted ways one day. He was never thankful. He was never thankful. Every time he came to me, it was for a dollar. Every time he came to me, it was for a blessing. Every time he came to me, it was for me to buy him lunch. Every time he came to me, where are you with God? Sure, he'll buy you lunch. You don't even have to pay him back. But you know, you can only cry wolf so long. And uh, he's there to bless you. It's a day. It's a great day. It's a good time to thank the Lord. It's a good time to praise the Lord. It's a good time to turn from whatever way you're headed and make sure you're going towards Christ. Evaluate where you're at this week. Evaluate where you're going this week. Evaluate what you're up to this week. Today, a beautiful weather. Go to the ballpark. Have a good time. Don't steal any cars. But... Uh, We'll buy you pizza and uh, figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life, which way you want to head. It's a wonderful day, and it's a wonderful time to praise the Lord. Go thy way. He didn't say, come my way. He said, go thy way. God isn't that demanding. You know, the preacher might be that way. He'd like to see you in church and all that stuff, and God would too. But he wants what's best for you in your life. Not everybody in these pews here are going to be a preacher. Not everybody qualifies for a preacher. Isn't that right, Mrs. Mrs. Ensley? <laughs> Mrs. Ladini? We're all, we're, we're all got a path God wants us to go on. The nine men went their way, and it didn't include God. He knew that. The one who turned from him, he could bless him in his way. He could bless it. Go thy way. Thy faith has made you whole. You'll be complete. You'll be redeemed. You'll be full. You'll, be, you'll have it together. 
not only in this life, but in the next. Because you've decided, no matter what the cost, no matter what the consequences, no matter how inappropriate or how appropriate it is, you come to me and you gave me thanks. You looked to me for direction. You humbled yourself. And you united with me in your faith. See, Jesus had faith too. He's seen it all. But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. His faith was for that man to have a direction in his life towards God the Father. Each one of us need to uh, think of what God would have us to do and move in the direction he wants us to move in. And he'll bless you. Let's all stand. We're not going to be too long this morning.